Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. I am so happy to be back with you, my friends. There has been a lot of things going on over this past month for me. I've had a lot of growth. I've had a lot of big aha moments, and I want to catch you up on everything Christy. But first, let's talk about crystals. Crystals are such fun, magical little baubles of energy, and I know they've gained a lot of attention recently. I've been seeing a lot of posts about crystal healing properties, what crystals to use for rituals. There's been a lot of talk about Moldavite here lately, but I'm going to blast right past all of that. I'm going to skip over the various healing properties of crystals, and I'm going to talk about something that a lot of people aren't aware of, which is the different shapes of crystals and what they mean. Now, something that is always up for great debate is which is better, a raw crystal or a cut and polished crystal? A raw crystal is what I would call a wild crystal. Wild, unfiltered, unadulterated, pure energy. It is, in fact, the wild child. It's going to do what it wants to do. They're not refined. They haven't been through any chemical processes. They haven't went through machinery or been passed hand to hand. So it's going to have pure earth energy with its own mission and its own intentions. Now, some will urge, now some will argue that means raw crystals have more power. Not necessarily. I would say they have a different energy. Just because a crystal is cut and polished doesn't mean that it is weaker. Raw crystals are really good for deep work. If you need a breakthrough, if you need to bust through some old patterns and do some shadow work, I would recommend using a raw crystal. Polished crystals have a little more etiquette. They're a little bit more refined. So they have some manners. (laughs) They're more subtle and they have more of a gentle energy. Whereas a raw crystal is more in your face with their energy. Cut crystals are designed with intent and purpose. They're cut and polished in a way that allows them to have a more directional energy. When I think of a crystal healing session, I think of cut crystals. Cut crystals are a precision tool for rituals, healings, and spell work. Let's hop into the various crystal shapes and what they're used for. First up, we have the basic crystal point or tower. These are the crystals that have six to eight sides that come together at the top of the crystal to form a point. They have a flat base so they can stand on end and point upwards. This cut is called a powerhouse. It's often called a generator. If you need to focus energy and amplify it, a point would be a good choice. These are good to put in each corner of the room. Their energy will form an arc and an energy field for the room. Think of a Tesla coil and how that energy connects from one coil to another. Crystal points will act in a similar manner. It's a great way to cleanse and protect a space. I frequently see them used in feng shui and crystal gridding. I personally use them for energy healing. They're a great little laser for focusing and directing energy, as well as fishing and pulling out energy away from the energy field. Wands are very similar to crystal points. However, instead of having a flat bottom, wands are double terminated with a point at each end. When I say wand, one of the things that comes to my mind is wizards and witches, casting spells and pulling in lightning and directing onto the enemies. I think most of us are familiar with those wands in movies. Wands allow energy to be pulled and pushed at the same time. So energy travels in both directions up and down with a wand. They are great connectors on a crystal grid because they can pull energy from one crystal and point it towards the next crystal. They are really good at scanning energy as well. 
I personally don't have a wand. I've thought about getting them for crystal gritting purposes, but I wouldn't want to use them as a crystal healing tool in the same capacity as I use a crystal point. I hold the crystal point in my hand and direct the energy. Wands, I would want to place on top of someone to push and pull their energy through their meridians. That is why I would use caution working with a wand because you don't want to unknowingly pull energy from someone else and bring it to yourself. There are also wands that have rounded ends. These are typically used for reflexology and acupressure points. Spheres. These are little balls of energy. They radiate energy in all directions. This may be a horrible analogy, but I think of a bug bomb and how you place it in the center of a room and you close the door and the whole room is bombed with the bug pesticide. So if you place a sphere in the center of your room, the whole room is going to be covered with that crystal's energy. They're great for changing the energy in a room all by themselves. Put a little rose quartz sphere in a room and you're going to feel it radiate with love. I love that. You can also use them at the center of your crystal grid. I've been talking a lot about crystal grids and I realized I haven't really spoke to what is a crystal grid. It's basically an arrangement of crystals that you place in a design. Typically, it's a sacred geometry pattern. They're used for manifestation, ritual, and spell work. So that, that's what a crystal grid is. We're going to keep on going with our crystal shapes. So back to our little ball of energy. They are often used for scrying. Think of a fortune teller and gazing into the crystal ball. Their energy is very harmonious. If you have a room in the house where people tend to bicker and fight, that would be a good place to put a sphere. They can be very calming. Next up, we have the egg shape. Eggs are associated with spring and new beginnings. Crystal eggs are no different. They're great at supporting transformations and bringing in the feminine energy. If you're struggling with fertility, an egg-shaped crystal can provide some comfort on your journey. This crystal shape is known for balancing emotions, and it'll make you more aware of suppressed emotions, and it'll also aid in healing those things. This would be a good emotional support crystal. So if you're going through therapy, carry a crystal egg with you. It'll help buffer and transmute any trauma that you may be carrying. Palm stones are flat spheres. They fit perfectly in the palm of your hand and are often called worry stones. Peace, relaxation, it helps with sleep, lucid dreaming, and remembering your dreams, often used as part of a meditation practice. I have found that they are great for polarity therapy. If you feel like your wires are crossed and your right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing, a palm stone will balance and center your energy centers. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how many different crystal shapes there are. The list continues to go on and on. So let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and talk some more. Okay, we're back at it again. We're moving on to my new favorite crystal shape, which is a pyramid. Pyramids are similar to crystal points. However, their square base provides more of a grounding energy. They act like an anchor for your intentions. I love using them for manifestation work. Pyramids symbolize the connection between source and humanity and will aid you in ascending further on your spiritual journey. There's so much more. These things are amazing. You know, you think of the Egyptian pyramids and the mystery behind all of those things. When you get a little pyramid crystal, you get a little sense of wonder as well. Now, an octahedron 
is like taking two pyramids and connecting them at the base to make this eight-sided diamond shape. These are good connectors, much like the wand because of the double terminated points. This shape can bring clarity, alleviate stress, and it's a great shape to work on with your heart chakra. The octahedron shape works with emotions and accepting change. So if you've got things going on in your life and it's been a bit of a bumpy road and you need to like be able to pivot, move on, be a little bit more fluid with life, then an octahedron could help you with that. Cubes are very stable. This shape in sacred geometry is connected with mother nature. I would use a cube if I'm trying to build anything in life. If I'm trying to build a family, if I'm trying to build a business, if I'm trying to build a house, whatever it is, I would use a crystal cube because it's all about foundations and structure. So if you want to achieve physical goals such as losing weight or gaining muscle, this would be a good crystal shape to work with as well because it's all about physicality. It's very connected. There's a new crystal shape that I've been seeing, which is a flame. And I've been puzzled. Every time I see a, a crystal flame, I'm like, what? What is this for? What are we doing here? Now, flames will add some fire to wherever you put them. So I would not recommend putting them in your family room. It may cause a few quarrels amongst your family members. Now, flames are good to use for manifestation work. They will make you more assertive and they're good at lighting a fire under your butt and getting rid of that procrastination. Crystal clusters have points in all directions. So these are great little charging stations for other crystals. They transmute negative energy and they bring in the harmony. Bring in a cluster whenever you need a tool to clean and clear energy. I see clusters being used on altars next to incense and they're also on altars because they are used for channeling as well. And finally, we have the geode. Geodes are portals, plain and simple. They're a portal. And a lot of Reiki masters use them in their healing space to clear and transmute energy. Sometimes they'll have them at the end of the massage table. So as they rake off the gunk from somebody's aura, they can kind of toss it into the geode to be transmuted. You can also write your wish list down and place it into the geode to send it out into the universe and get a return more quickly. It's kind of like a bank tube. You put something in there and then it's gonna disperse it. Just be sure that you have your intention set on how you wish to use your geode. Is it going to be, you know, the bank tube for manifestation work or is it going to be used to cleanse and clear the space and the energy around you? I bet you're running to your crystals to rearrange them right now. Or perhaps you've decided which one you need to work with because of its shape. Have fun getting to know your crystals a little bit better. All right, let's talk about me. Let's talk about my aha moments. I've tried to record this a few times and I'm getting frustrated because I feel like I can't articulate my aha moments because they were very specific to me and very powerful and meaningful to me. But to kind of convey them to other people, I'm like, this sounds like, duh. <laughs> this sounds like, of course, we all knew that. How come you didn't know that? So I'll start off by saying I'm an intuitive psychic medium empath. And of course, I use those soul senses when I am reading for somebody, when I'm coaching, and when I'm teaching. Those come into great play. They also come into play when I make decisions for myself and my family as well. 
But what I didn't know is that my soul senses had actually been on autopilot and on overdrive for the majority of my life. Now, I think that highly sensitive people could probably relate to this as well. But what was happening with my intuition and my gifts, my abilities, was that every interaction, every conversation, every decision, I could see the multiple layers and multiple timelines and the multiple outcomes to it. So I had an influx of information just with a basic hello, how are you conversation. I mean, I was getting a plethora of information. And what was happening, because I was getting this download, was either A, I would just simply not engage in the conversation because I knew it was going to be too draining and taxing, or that I knew that the person was going to be lying and putting on a front and being two-faced. Or I would go ahead and engage in it But the conversation would be dominated with me in the back of my head going, okay, they're saying this, but what they mean is this. Okay, they said this, but really what happened was this. And and I would just have like the whole story, not listening to what they're saying. It almost put me in a place where I was overanalyzing everything all the time. Not overthinking um, in an anxiety manner, but overanalyzing in a psychic manner. And so that was really complicating my life. And somebody simply said to me, hey, Christy, just take things at face value. And you don't have to do anything else with that information. Just because you have that intuitive information doesn't mean you need to act on it. It doesn't mean that there is a job for you to do. It also means that just because you have the intuitive information, it is not your job to pull it out and and correct the person and hold them accountable to their true feelings either. It is not my job to emotionally regulate someone. It is not my job to protect them from all the different differing possibilities that could happen as well. And I guess that's the best way I can describe it. And honestly, it just sounds like childhood trauma. (laughs) And maybe it is some of that as well. But it really is my psychic input. And since I've realized that, I've been kind of stepping back and being a little bit slower to respond. And I'm checking in with myself a little bit more with how do you feel? And what do you want to do about this? And can you just have a friendly conversation and it just be that and it doesn't have to go into depth with anything else? It's definitely helped me to connect more with my body as well, because I've been living in this spiritual mind energy. And now I'm connecting more with my body. And what I'm finding is it's actually helping me with my autoimmune disease as well. So I'm doing these check ins. And I'm saying, hey, you know what? After talking to this person, I am, I'm talked out. I don't want to talk anymore. Um, Like it was a good conversation and things were fine, but now I'm drained. And so it's okay to go ahead and put earplugs in so that you drown out the sound. It's okay to go off in a room by yourself so that you can regulate again. It's okay to do that. I'm checking in more with myself and I'm giving myself permission and giving myself options on how I want to handle things. Do I want to respond to that email or do I just want to ignore it? (laughs) 
Do I want to go ahead and dive into the depths of why this person is sharing this with me? Or can I just go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. I'm giving myself permission to do that. Then the other thing that I had recently realized was that sufficient is satisfactory. And this is especially true with work for me because I've always been a top performer. I have high standards and I always kind of go above and beyond with things. And for what? That's a lot of energy expended for what when sufficient would have been fine. It would have been okay. And then I'm conserving my energy. So while sufficient is satisfactory, it helps me to conserve my energy for me instead of expend it all the time on other things. So it, and that even goes in my personal life. Sufficient is good enough. I don't have to have the house spotless. I, not that it ever was, but I'm giving myself permission instead of holding on to that guilt or that thought in the back of my mind of you need to go in and do the dishes, or you need to go and interact with your son. You need to go and have this engaging conversation with your husband. Instead, I'm giving myself permission to just be okay with not doing those things and not feeling like I need to do those things. The world will not collapse. The sky will not fall. Everything will be okay if the basic needs are met. Which is funny. I know I talk about uncommon intuition on here a lot and how I'm very flip-flop. You know, one time I'm up, the next time I'm down, and I never know what I'm doing. But I finally realized where that was coming from. And that was coming from a place where I was trying to create this business and intuit what other people wanted from me and from this business instead of intuiting what I wanted to do and how I wanted to service people and how I wanted to charge. For today's card reading, I'm going to use the Chakra Girls Spirit Cards. And honestly, I already shuffled them and I just pulled one card because that's all I feel like doing today. So one card it is. And these cards are so cute. They have like a crystal wand on the front with a galaxy and behind them. And on this other side of the card, we have a green card with a little green cartoon girl on it. She has a heart barrette in her hair. She's holding a heart in her hand. She has a basket full of hearts. She's dressed all in green. Her hair is green. And she's got little green ballerina shoes on as well. It's super cute. The card actually says, spread kindness. And I think spreading kindness is a great message, but I don't think that's the only message for this particular card. You know, green is the color of spring. It's the color of birth and regrowth. It's the color of your heart chakra as well. And the fact that she's carrying around this basket with all these little hearts in it, I'm like, have you been protecting your heart? Have you been keeping it? out of your chest and a little bit further away from you, somewhere safe where it doesn't get hurt. Loving yourself has become a difficult task. You don't even know where to start with that. You don't even know where to start with your self-worth. I look at that and I'm like, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that don't really know their worth. 
They don't think that anybody is going to be willing to pay, quote unquote, that price, whatever that price is, being treated kindly, being loved, acts of service, communication, financial assistance, whatever. I feel like this week is the week to kind of sit with that thought for a second and let's reach out to universe and say, okay, universe, I'm going to believe for this week that I'm going to see through the eyes of love. I'm going to see where everybody loves me. Even if you're not feeling it, you need to have that mantra where I am safe and I am accepted. People enjoy me. They like being around me. They want to do things for me. They want to give me gifts and see what the universe provides you by the end of this week. If you can keep up that just every now and then, especially if you catch yourself in low self-esteem moments or where you're beating yourself up and you're not giving yourself grace. If you can recognize that moment and in that moment, say a very quick turnaround, a very quick little mantra, whether it's I'm doing the best that I can, it's progress, not perfection. I'm here and that's all that matters. Just breathe. Everything's going to be okay. I am worthy of love. I am worth it. I have everything I need. I choose to be happy and I am blessed. If you can walk with yourself this week like you would be walking with your best friend, and I know a lot of us, a lot of us, if somebody talks bad about my family or my friend, I'm coming for them. I'm coming for them. But I would let them talk badly about me and not flinch. Dare anybody say anything about anybody I love. I'm coming for you. I need you to have that energy this week where you are your own heart's protector and you come for yourself and stand up for yourself in a way that you would for a loved one or a dear friend. Like, you know what? I'm not going to let you talk to me that way. For today's meditation, I'm going to read from the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. There is so much love in your heart that you could heal the entire planet. But just for now, let us use this love to heal you. Feel a warmth beginning to glow in your heart center, a softness, a gentleness. Let this feeling begin to change the way that you think and talk about yourself. In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, complete. Change is the natural law of my life. I welcome change. I am willing to change. I choose to change my thinking. I choose to change the words I use. I move from the old to the new with ease and with joy. It is easier for me to forgive than I thought. Forgiving makes me feel free and light. It is with joy that I learn to love myself more and more. The more resentment I release, the more love I have to express. Changing my thoughts makes me feel good. I am learning to choose to make today a pleasure to experience. All is well in my world. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Intuition podcast. 
If you liked what you heard today, think about subscribing or leaving a review for others to see. If you want to learn more about me, go to uncommonintuition.com or you can check me out on TikTok. I go live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My username there is uncommon underscore intuition. You can also check me out on Instagram. My username there is uncommon intuition. Until next time.